Hi, and welcome to another edition of Jim on the Air. I'm Jim Suriani, your host. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Jim on the Air. And I'm very pleased to announce that I am dedicating uh, this show for the next week or two uh, to the Reemerge Dance Festival, which is being presented and produced by Center Stage Theater. And uh, the Reemerge Dance Festival will take place June 17th through the 20th. And it'll be a, a wonderful event, a hybrid of live and filmed uh, pieces, as well as um, uh, various studios uh, presenting their work that they've been working on throughout the year. And it's gonna be a great event. It's a great way to celebrate reopening theater and having live performances return to the theater, both with live performers and live audience and everybody in the same room at the same time and not having to watch things on online all the time. And, uh, you know, of course, because of the pandemic, um, everything had to be shut down for a year and a half. And so this is a great way to celebrate uh, reopening everything, especially here in Santa Barbara County, where um, they're, they've lowered Santa Barbara to the yellow tier, which is great because that means more, uh, more opportunities for people to um, either go to restaurants or go to the theater and actually have a little bit more normal life that we had, used to have you know, before the year 2020. Um, but as I'm rambling, I need to just stop rambling and introduce my guests for uh, today's show. Uh, today, I'm joined with uh, Daisy Mormon and Corey Cullington. They are uh, doing a piece during the festival called Harvest Moon. And uh, Harvest Moon will be shown on uh, Friday the 18th, Friday, June 18th at 7 p.m. at Center Stage Theater. By the way, if you want to get tickets, you can just go to centerstagetheater.org. That's centerstagetheater.org and reserve your tickets there. Or you can simply call their box office, 805-963-0408. And uh, with no further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome Daisy and Corey and uh, welcome to the show. Hi, How are you guys? Thanks so much for having us. We're, we're good. Yeah, doing well. Awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about, uh, I'll start with you, Daisy. Uh, tell us a little bit about your path as an artist. Um, how did you become involved in dance? What was the beginning, you know, from the time you were a wee little <laughs> child up until now? How did that path go for you? Um, growing up, uh, my parents were both software engineers. I grew up in Silicon Valley and they had absolutely no idea what to do with an artistic child so they put me in a bunch of different art forms so i grew up drawing and painting and figure skating i did chinese dance um i did sewing i, I had a lot of different things going on because they couldn't really figure out what i was going to be best at and I apparently didn't have any opinions until I got older. And um, as things got more expensive and competitive and I was, I was competing in figure skating and dance when I got into high school, um, it just got to be too much time commitment and they told me I had to choose. And eventually it got whittled down to dance in high school and I um, finally had my first uh, opportunity to choreograph a piece when I was a sophomore in high school and I entered it into a local competition, um, choreography competition for high schoolers and college students and won like a runner-up third place sort of position for that um, choreography and really fell in love with choreography, ended up in college for dance and um, yeah, I've been dancing professionally ever since. That's awesome. And then, uh, Corey, for you, what was, what's been your artistic path? 
Yeah, well, gosh, um, I guess getting into films, I was a film and media studies major at, at UCSB, but um, before that, it's just growing up with, it was really visual effects films, you know, or films with heavy visual effects that kind of got me into film, really. Uh, you know, it was things like Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, Star Wars. Those were kind of like, I remember watching those a lot as a kid. And uh, so going to high school and college, I was working on a lot of visual effects projects. And um, then around my sophomore year of college, I started shooting more with my own camera gear and, you know, making it so that I could actually have, you know, footage to work on, I guess, because that was kind of, there was a shortage of that for me for a while. Um, so I just started collaborating with a lot of people and really enjoyed that process. And, and then started enjoying just shooting on my own and, and doing, you know, my own small projects like that. And so, you know, especially in the last year, uh, it's been tough to find those, you know. Uh, it's So whenever I can, I love shooting with Daisy or any anybody I can collaborate with, but it's just been kind of few and far between the last year. Yes, um, and, and yeah, as, you, as you said, a few and far between, but uh, for both of you, what was the uh, shutdown and quarantine like for, for both of you, both creatively and just in general? Um, I guess I'll, I'll start with that. Um, I was laid off for the first month and a half, and I'm also in school at SBCC trying to, um, I'm trying to go to physical therapy school for graduate school. Um, so I want to be a physical therapist, but I, I was laid off for a while, and um, I guess we only had each other to work with for a while. So we, we did a couple of small projects at the beginning of quarantine. Um, there were a lot of artists um, making real creative use of Instagram Live and um, creating prompts. And I think that was, um, the whole world turned to art for entertainment and comfort. And um, I think I went there too. It was a difficult time mentally. It's still a difficult time mentally. And I think um, being creative has really helped me process some of that. Right. And then Corey, for you, how, how was that shutdown experience? It was a big change because right before, um, I guess, you know, in March, before things locked down, um, I was working on a lot more projects with people just going out and shooting outside of my, my full-time job. I work at Procore um, in, in marketing. And so I was just starting to do more photo shoots, more, you know, little, even just filming heels classes and stuff like that, doing video for those. Um, and then everything kind of shut down. and. And I still have my full-time job, but it was, you know, just that, that extra passion project, you know, stuff on the side that I wasn't able to do anymore. Um, so I, I really missed that. Um, and then I, you know, kind of started reintroducing it gradually with, you know, some distance shoots and, and you know, all outdoors and everything like that. Um, so it's definitely been a journey trying to, you know, get getting back to normal. <laughs> Right, right. And I'm talking with uh, Daisy Mormon and Corey Cullington. Uh, their piece, which is called Harvest Moon, will be shown at the uh, dance festival, the Reemerge Dance Festival at Center Stage Theater. And uh, they will, their piece will be on Friday, June 18th at 7 p.m. Again, it's Friday, June 18th, 7 p.m. And for tickets and information, you can log on to centerstagetheater.org. That's centerstagetheater.org. Reserve your tickets. You can also call the box office the old-fashioned way at 805-963-0408, 963-0408. And um, so for both of you, let me ask, um, how do the two of you work together? How was how the uh, collaboration for the two of you? I think we actually started 
We actually did not work together well at first. Um, we've been uh, dating and together now for over six years. And um, I think we, neither of us knew how to communicate with um, the other type of artist at, um, at the beginning of our relationship. So I think for me, how I learned to communicate with him was actually helping him to communicate with other dancers when he was shooting either still um, photography or doing video work with other dancers. Um, I was there to sort of help uh, translate, I guess, between um, dance language and Corey slash film language, not that I know it that well, but um, I think uh, working as that um, outside perspective, as that third person, um, sort of assisting to direct things really helped me learn his style of work and I think um, took, took the personal aspect out of it. So now it's a lot easier to separate um, personal conflict and professional conflict, but I think we work together a lot better now than we used to. Oh, that's great. That's great. And then uh, tell me about the uh, the media production that you two are working with. You want to take that? <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, in what capacity, I guess. <laughs> well, um, so, so are, are you creating like a media production uh, company or how does that, how is that working out? Oh, no, um, not really. I mean, I, I've just, you know, anytime I can shoot something outside of um, outside of work, it's a passion project that, you know, I, I do. So that's, you know, I, I do shoot um, my own freelance stuff on the side, but, you know, not really looking to, to start a business out of it, I guess. So, it, so it's more of a, a labor of love, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. And then, um, so, well, tell us about uh, Harvest Moon. How did how did this piece come about? Uh, what was the beginning of it? How did it all come together? I think uh, he was really pressuring me into a creative project. He was like, oh, we got to make something because there was absolutely no one else to work with. <laughs> um, and he's always encouraged me to choreograph. It's been a long time, actually, since I choreographed. Um, I really haven't since college um, many years ago now. So. Um, he was encouraging me to do that. I was pretty resistant for a while. And um, my uh, beginnings of this piece, um, I like to problem solve. So I had to set myself a problem and um, work around that obstacle. And I think the, the more narrow you are, the more specific you are with your parameters, the more it forces you to think outside of that box and it forces, you, forces creativity really. Um, so then my narrow parameter was dancing with a wall. And um, for the almost the entirety of the piece, I stay physically connected to a wall. And um, that really allowed me to enjoy the process and um, just finding as many ways as I could of um, moving in every way I knew how while being limited by physically sticking to something <laughs> yeah so how, how does how did you work that out then with with the wall are you literally physically attached to the wall and if so how does that all work um well i, I suppose you'll you'll see <laughs> but um i i spent a lot of hours in the studio just uh improvising and um listening to the music getting to know the song um the song is a cover of harvest moon um, that is sung by a friend of ours, um, one of Corey's co-workers. And oh. uh, so he's also a local artist. <laughs> um, but uh, 
so I spent a lot of time just with the prompt um, and in a studio by myself in a mask, <laughs> um, trying to find as many ways of being still moving large, um, like global body movements, um, trying not to um, only connect my hands to the walls the whole time. I tried to connect as many body parts as possible. I kept trying to push the, the limits and question like, well, what have I not done? Um, what has not, what, what haven't we seen yet? Right, right. And um, do you mind sharing with us what the what does the wall represent in the piece? Um, the piece is well. The song is about um, it's it's a, a man singing to his lover, we would suppose, and um, so it's it's very lighthearted. Um, to me, it feels like um, when I when I told Corey uh, what I wanted the piece to feel like, I said walking home from a like a fancy dinner party or an evening party um, in the evening, sort of street lamps, um, string lights, uh, really um, young love in the summer, um, sort of this fanciful, um, ethereal feeling. Um, so I really wanted to evoke that feeling without a partner. So the wall is really representative of um, the singer, I suppose. Um, and okay. me then as the performer would represent the person that he is singing to. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's really neat. And then, um, do you, so you, you mentioned that, um, you, you try to connect as many body parts as you can to the wall, but at any point, do you actually, um, use some kind of device to actually be attached to the wall or, or is it just your physical body? Just my body. Um, just, okay. uh, sheer willpower and lots of bruises <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i bet there's uh yeah especially hopefully they don't show up on film <laughs> right 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 um now what are you hoping the audience takes away from the performance when they leave the theater what are you hoping that they'll take away from it Do you want us to oh, gosh. <laughs> i can answer it yeah no i think I don't think there's much of a deeper uh, meaning that I really want people to get out of this. If they do, that's great. Um, but I, for me, this was, it was lighthearted, it was fun, it was um, sort of evocative of untroubled times. And um, it's, I think it's just supposed to be a little bit of an escape it's sort of a dream sequence mm -hmm. um so I, I do want it to have that sort of dreamy floaty um effervescent quality and i i just hope that it's a, a mental break um, i don't want it to be challenging i don't want it to um I just want it to be fun and pretty <laughs> and entertaining at the end of it, the yeah of course exactly. yeah well <laughs> my I'm, ultimate goal as a performer <laughs> Well, and, and it's, there's no, nothing wrong with that because, you know, so many times I think a lot of performance art pieces or theater or what have you, you know, they want to push the envelope and challenge the audience and you don't necessarily have to do that every single time. It's nice to be able to just say, hey, here's something and whatever you take away from it is what you take. I know that a lot of people are going to be doing pieces like that. I know that the art that comes out of the pandemic will be artists processing the trauma of the pandemic and i um 
I guess I'm either not ready to do that or I just want to go in the opposite direction. Well, then that, yeah, it's totally valid. That's totally valid. Um, so for both of you, um, let me ask if, you know, if you weren't doing this type of, of artwork, is there any other type of dance form or any other type of art form in general that you've been interested in that you've wanted to maybe try someday or that you just love to watch, you know, as a viewer or and or as a performer? Is there any other art form like that that works for you? Um, I'm fascinated by aerial dance and um, pole dance. I feel like it has, there's so much strength that goes into it. And, um, but at the same time, my skill wouldn't necessarily translate to an apparatus like that. Um, so I would, I would love to try those things. And I'm also, um, he's a martial artist and I'm oh, okay. pretty fascinated by that as well. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So, Corey, tell, tell us about, are there art forms that you've been interested in? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've been, I, I mentioned briefly um, earlier that, that I, you know, I've been shooting some heels classes, stuff like that, just, you know, when at the at the end when they have their routine choreographed or, or I guess, memorized, um, you know, they, they go through, do a performance, and there's been a few that Daisy's been at as well. So, I've been filming those. Um, and then also on the photography side, you know, I've been doing, um, you know, a bit of pull, you know, for some local artists. Um, one actually who is a musician as well. So she, she got up on her, her pole and had her guitar with her, which was, you know, very- <laughs> And the guitar. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, we were kind of running back and forth, me handing the guitar off just to make sure nothing was, you know, broken equipment wise. Um, but yeah, that was a fantastic shoot. Um, so just anything like that, collaborating with local artists, you know, I just, I was starting to before the pandemic and I really want to get back to that because there's a lot of very talented people in the area. and. I just love to connect with him. Nice. When he heels, he's referring to like burlesque heels yeah. dance classes. Right, right. Okay, yeah. That, I, th I thought maybe that's what what that meant, but um, <laughs> but thanks for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we only have a few minutes left before we have to go, but um, I hope you don't mind if I ask you a couple of random questions. Yeah. <laughs> not, not to put you on the spot, but I will. <laughs> and uh, just to kind of get to know you guys, uh, you know, on another level other than um, as in performance. Um, Daisy, do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So um, let me ask you then, what is your favorite comfort food? Boba. <laughs> really? <laughs> or noodles. <laughs> oh, noodles. Yeah. Like I'm ramen noodles. Taiwanese, so um, boba is from Taiwan and I grew uh -huh. up and I love it. <laughs> now, are, are you both here in locally in the Santa Barbara area? Yep. Have you been to the, the, the ramen place in Goleta? that's yeah we live pretty near it um that's our favorite spot nika ramen nika yeah 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 oh, okay yeah, good really got to them out. <laughs> yeah yeah they're good but in fact i was thinking about them the other day i haven't been there in a while and then corey for you what is one of your favorite uh, comfort foods gosh um i'd say probably probably some kind of pasta just because yeah, yeah. growing up i had a lot of pasta i just remember you know coming back from soccer tournaments as a kid just you know oh yeah you know my, my carb food carb loading <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's that's kind of been the theme every time i've asked that question everyone's either said pasta or mac and cheese or something because there's something about warm pasta that's just comforting <laughs> you know yeah. like on a cold rainy day or something you know being able to, to um, uh, do that and have uh, warm pasta is always kind of a good comfort food um so uh or let me ask you both then what is your most treasured possession and this could be uh, it could be a human it could be an object it could be an idea 
<laughs> oh, that was good. But I'm not was... going to call it a possession. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say my journals, I guess. Um, okay. I have a couple of, they're called one line a day journals that um, follow you for five years and you write the, there's a page for every day of the year and you answer a question or you just write oh. anything. So I've had one of these now for almost four years and I can go back and look at what I said four years ago for the same question. And it really, um, it really tracks my mind, I think, yeah. over my life in a way that um, just well, memory really, doesn't. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I was journaling a little bit um, a couple, last couple of years, but just in general. But that sounds really cool. I'd like to maybe find something like that to do because it is kind of neat to look back a year ago and go, oh, wow, I was, this is where I was and this is where I am now. And then, Corey, for you, what is one of your treasured possessions? I'd have to say it's, it's got to be a camera for me because that's my <laughs> yeah. form of journaling just because my memory is honestly pretty bad. But when I actually can think about events, you know, as like the process of actually photographing them, I have a much better memory for that. Um, right. So I think probably for me, it would have to be a very specific camera, which is uh, my grandpa's old Leica. Uh, it was an M5. And I, I never knew my grandpa growing up. He had passed away when my, my dad was in his 20s or so. Um, but just having that camera, you know, it was just kind of a connection to, to him. And he was just a hobbyist for photography, but you know, just a passion for it. Nice. Very cool. And um, we're just about out of time. But before we go, is there any uh, information that you both want to put out as far as 411 information, your uh, websites or social media, anything like that that you want to put out for folks to explore? Um, I definitely would love to give a shout out to uh, Chris Binloss. He was the, the artist, Modern Crusoe, that did the uh, Harvest Moon cover. Um, you can find his music on Spotify. Um, yeah. Awesome. And, and one more time, his name? Yeah. Uh, Chris Binloss. And he goes by the artist named Modern Crusoe. Modern Crusoe. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. Well, um, I just want to thank you both for joining us today and continued success with um, all of your endeavors and your creative uh, path. And and good luck with the uh, with the piece on during the festival. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. And again, to uh, learn more about uh, Daisy and Corey, you can um, their information will be on the Center Stage uh, website. But you can go to centerstagetheater.org for tickets to the festival, which will be June 17th through the 20th. And their piece, Harvest Moon, will be on Friday, June 18th at 7 p.m. And you can check that out at Center Stage Theater. And uh, again, for tickets, centerstagetheater.org or the box office, 9630408. That's 805-963-0408. And if you want to know what I'm up to, you can check me out as well. Jim on the Air is the name of the podcast. And uh, it's available on all platforms, not all of them, but most of them. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor.fm. And again, it's called Jim on the Air. And Daisy and Corey, thank you so much for joining us. And everybody, thank you for watching or listening. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.